Chatting with Chemeketa, the show where we talk about everything related to the college. Whether you're someone considering coming to Chemeketa, a current student, an alum, a member of the community, or part of our local business and industry, we've got you covered. I'm Marie Hewlett, Chemeketa's Executive Director of Institutional Advancement, pinch hitting for Jessica Howard. And I'm Les Wilgus. You know, when I go for a dental appointment. Some of my favorite people there are dental assistants, and that's true. They are. They make me feel welcome, and they take away a little of that dental uh, anxiety that a lot of people feel when going to the dentist. You are so right on, Les. Dental assistants are almost universally really caring individuals, and that makes a real difference for the patients. And I'm really proud to say that Chemeketa offers an incredible dental assisting program for folks who are interested in this as a career. But rather than me telling you all about it, I am super excited to introduce our first guest. It's Jill Lomax. Welcome to Chatting, Jill. Thank you, Les and Marie, for the opportunity to be on the show and talk a little bit about the program we here have here at Chemeketa. What's your role in the dental assisting program? Yeah, so I am the uh, program chair for dental assisting and one of three full-time faculty members. We are all graduates of our own program and have come back to teach um, in our program, and we just love what we do, and we love sharing the, our opportunity and expertise with our students. And between the three of us, we have over 65 years of experience in the dental field. Wow, that's pretty incredible, Les. <laughs> yeah, who's got who's got the most experience? Uh, Barbara does. <laughs> I was going to say, like, somebody has 60, and then the rest you have two yeah, and two. That would be fair, would it? <laughs> well, Jill is only 12, so yeah. she only has <laughs> 10 years. <Okay. laughs> so what does a dental assistant actually do? Yeah, really great question, Marie. So this... Oh, you know, and can I add to that? Yeah. The difference between dental assistant and the uh, hygienist, yeah. Yeah, that, so that's a great question because we get confused a lot. And that's very, it's a very um, normal uh, question. So a hygienist is a person that you go to like every six months and get your teeth cleaned. And they're really the preventative side of dentistry. You know, we want clean teeth. We want to prevent decay, prevent periodontal disease. But if you are there and you have a filling to be done, or maybe you want a crown prep or some veneers, either aesthetic or restorative, you go to the dentist side of the office. And we are the ones who assist the dentist with forehanded dentistry. So we work really on the restorative side of dentistry and with the dentist. I spent a lot of time Did with you? you people. A lot. <laughs> is this confession? I, 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 my, my, my standard joke is I think I've, I've, I, my last dentist, I, I put one of his kids through school. Uh-huh. You know, so yeah, anyway. that, yeah, but that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. We really enjoy our job. And, and because we work with a dentist, you know, a lot of times we're there from the beginning of the appointment to the end of the appointment. So we get to know our patients really well. So it's a really great way to just you know get to connect with people. Yeah. Are dental assistants the ones who take the x-rays and put those super uncomfortable little things in your mouth (laughs) we are us and with hygienists do it too we we both take x-rays that's the easy part (laughs) (laughs) yes correct and take impressions you know those those fun things as well oh yeah i love bubble gum flavor Uh yeah there you go (laughs) where do you are dental assistants actually work after they leave Chemeketa? Yeah, good question. So um, the, really the great thing that I love about dental assisting is what, how much variety the field offers. So a dental assistant can work in a general office, like a private office or a corporate office where you normally go get your teeth cleaned and get fillings done. But there are a lot of variety of specialties as well. So we can work like in an oral
oral surgery office. So for those who are maybe interested in like nursing, an oral surgery office is a great option because their operatories are a lot like a hospital setting. Um, you can work in orthodontics, so with braces. You can work um, in endodontics, periodontics periodontics. Um, if you like kiddos, we have um, a pediatric dentistry. Yeah. You can also work in dental schools. So that, o- that must be miserable working, working with, with kids. kids. Yeah, oh, right? man. <laughs> Who would love it? Who, yeah. What kid would love start. it? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> We you make know. it really fun. We make oh, it really oh, yeah. fun. Oh, you know, yeah. You know how fun it was for me? My first <laughs> dentist did not use um, Novocaine no. and that slow drill. Yes. Oh, and that's how that's he, he did Mr. my Bumpy is cavities. Bumpy what we call it with kiddos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you bite the dentist? That's the no, I just suffered and cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In silence. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also places like OHSU, the dental school here in, in Oregon, um, um, higher dental assistants. You can work in the military, in the prisons, just lots of varieties. So that's one thing I like about it is I actually work in a couple of different offices because I'm someone who gets kind of bored quickly and likes variety. So that's what I like about dental assisting personally. It sounds like there's actually a lot of job opportunities. There really are. You know, right now there's a, there's a big shortage of dental assistants. This shortage actually was pre-COVID. Um, but the COVID kind of exacerbated the shortage for dental assistants. So um, dentists are really starving for assistance. It's really hard for them um, to work without us. And actually, I had a dentist tell me last week, he said, Jill, my, my dental assistant is always great at being here and being on time. But one day she had to call out sick. And he goes, it was a disaster. He goes, I couldn't find stuff. He goes, I'm pretty sure she hid stuff just for job security. <laughs> he said, but next time she calls out sick, I'm going fishing because it just was not a productive day. So um, the, we get probably phone calls or emails at least weekly saying, hey, we're looking for an assistant. We can't find anybody. Do you know of anybody? Um, so it's a really great time to be an assistant um, because of the shortage, because the wage and the benefits are really increasing. Um, I know offices are, are offering more to kind of entice people to come into their offices and work there. I've even heard of sign-on bonuses. The biggest I've heard so far is $5,000 for a bilingual dental assistant. So offices really need... As a sign-on bonus? As a sign-on bonus. So. What is the actual approximate salary, monthly salary? Yeah, in the Salem area, we have seen students right out of school start out at about $25 an hour. Some have even been offered $27. Um, and then it goes up to about you know mid-30s, depending on the office. And depending too on what, uh, what do you do there, because there's a lot of variety of things an, a dental assistant can do. We work a lot with dentists. So we also do a lot of direct patient care on our own. And the more dentists kind of let us do and, and, um, um, have us do the more they can uh, say hey you're worth a lot of my you know time I'm back in the office maybe drinking some coffee some more so I'll help you do more things so it really does have a big variety in as far as pay scale goes and then the pay scale goes up from there yeah it does uh-huh yeah up to a million dollars an hour sure. how about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you know, I was I was going to ask um are there some kind of are there some certifications yeah. that you, let's just say I mean let's say a day comes around that the dentist hasn't, you know, the assistant you know, gets stuck in the mud, they can't make it in or something. Yeah. So the patients are coming in. Can the hygienist step in and do yeah, something? absolutely, yeah. Or, or are there some things that, you know, you need to have a certain certification For, in order course. to do whatever yeah, your absolutely. job working is? in the medical field, working in people's mouths, there are certifications that um, you need to have to become a dental assistant. Um, graduates from our program get their, all the certific- certifications they would need to be an entry-level mm-hmm. dental assistant plus some. Um, so then that's all within our, our nine-month program here at Shemekada. Yeah. So a nine-month program for um, an associate's 
or is it a, a okay a certificate? Mm -hmm. And then is that it, or is there is there more? No, it's just okay. nine months. There are uh, five prerequisite courses to take ahead of time, like writing, psychology, math, a biology class. Um, but then they apply to our program. They can apply in the spring, and we always start in the fall. It's a nine month program, so from fall to spring, um, and then they're ready to go. And they, we have two practicums that um, students do within our program. They do one winter term and one spring term, and that's a really great time for them to connect with an office that's out in the community. And by the time they graduate, if they want a job, we always say you could have one because that's how many job openings there are in our area. Wow. So yeah, a lot of our graduates get kind of scooped up before they even graduate from their practicum offices. So yeah. But I hope they still finish. They do. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they do. Why bother? <laughs> See you later. Wow. Is there any, is there ever, is there somebody maybe just sort of roams around and goes to oh, different. like traveling uh, nurses. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of, well, not, tr not, not to that level, like, you know, traveling to, I don't know. Another state. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, just maybe somebody who doesn't want to do it full time all the time. So yes. they just kind of want to be like, you know. Pick and choose, you know, Absolutely. let's say. Yeah, yeah. That kind so of thing. great question. So the so two things about that. So the nice thing about dental assisting is we work during the days. I always tell people, you know, you're kind of you're working during the days, you're off on the weekends, off on holidays. You can work part time or full time. Um, but then yes, we have people, we have temp agencies. So if you want to work oh. as a temporary dental assistant and you can't kind of pick and choose where and when you work, you could do that as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's the average day like for the dental assistant oh, yeah, student? Good question. Or for our students? Yeah, for our students. So um, what's really great about our program is it's very hands-on. So um, our students are in, we of course have classroom and we're learning the didactic part and the, all the, you know, the foundational information. But, you know, they are in the, the clinic every week working on each other, working on patients. They're in a dental lab uh, making things like bleaching trays and study models. Um, they take x-rays on each other and family members. So if you have, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend that you really want to, you know, like you said, Marie, get those sensors in their mouth and give them a little pain, you can. Um, and then, um, and then, like I said, they're out in the practicum and they're out in the real world. So a lot of hands-on activity and we have a lot of fun. We also go to conferences, students do some service learning projects out in the community. Um, and we also collaborate a lot with the hygiene program here on campus through OIT. At what point would a student work with a dentist? Um, yeah, winter term they do. We have a practicum one day a week, and then um, spring term three days a week with a with a uh, dentist in a dental office. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, but do they work actually here? on Ch the Chemeketa campus in the area where we have our, mm -hmm. our dental facility that's open to the public? We do with in, in collaboration with OIT, yes. Okay. Uh -huh. So a little bit of both, yeah. How do folks come in and make appointments and get dental care here at Chemeketa? Good question. Um, OIT, you mean free? Yeah. Free care? Is that what we're getting at? <laughs> uh, yeah, OIT's hygiene program, they have, they do cleanings, they do restorative work, and they do um, dental x-rays. So you could just um, get a hold of OIT's uh, front desk either through website or their phone number mm -hmm. huh yeah you don't happen to know I that don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd ask that question that phone's gonna be <laughs> ringing off the hook uh, that's okay that's all right is, is it tough to get into the program? Are there limited spaces? There are. We take 36 students per year. And we usually get about uh, 50 applicants. Not all of the applicants have all the prerequisites completed yet. So um, we were full this year. Last year we weren't full. It kind of depends on the year. But we take 36 students per year. Um, again, we always start in the fall and end in the spring. 
if Les wanted to beef up his resume so that he could be a good candidate for the program. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what, what should he be doing now if he uh -huh. wanted to become a future student? Great question. So we always um, recommend students, you know, do a job shadow in your in your local dental office. Make sure this is really the career for you. Yeah, I probably have more experience in the dental <laughs> office than you did. Believe me, you know. Maybe I wasn't doing anything other than with an open mouth. And, you know, here's another question. Let's yeah. do a sidetrack. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, when we have our mouth full of crap, Yeah, tell me your beef. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we can't speak, okay? So Other than this or, you know, nodding your head we and that kind of thing. We can speak dentally, so, so we know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think, I think uh, whether it's the dental assistants or the or the dentists just don't want to hear the answer anyway. Oh, you yeah, know? It's sometimes. like, I'll talk, uh -huh. you get to listen. Yeah, you know? that's right. Anyway, I'm done. Uh, that's okay. Another thing that they can do if they're interested is um, there's a couple other prerequisites that they can take just for some, you know, we love our FYE course that we offer here on campus just to get students kind of college ready. Uh, yeah. FYE. FYE, first year experience course that we oh, have here on campus. Experience. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. yes. You, you can get I didn't that right. even know it. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> so the FYE courses are really great course for students to kind of get college ready. And then we also offer um, medical terminology that's really great for students because, you know, Dental lease is its whole, whole other language. So when they kind of learn the bits and pieces and then put the words together, when they know that part, the medical terminology, it helps them a lot learning the dental field. So, yeah. Well, Chemeketa's Dental Assisting Program provides such an amazing opportunity for students. But on top of that, our community benefits as well, which is exactly why community colleges are here Absolutely. to benefit the community. And I just love talking about all of our incredible programs. So for our listeners, if you have questions about what we've just covered or comments about today's show, please write to us at chatter at chemeketa.edu and we'll answer your questions through email or on an upcoming show. Thank you, Jill, for spending a little time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Marie and Les, for the opportunity to come and speak about our dental assisting program here at Chemeketa's campus. All right, thanks. Well, it's time for a break, uh, but don't go away because we'll be back with a great story about how one Chemeketa faculty member has taken on a huge sabbatical project that I know you'll be interested in. Stay tuned. Are you ready to start a new career path? In just nine months, you can complete a certificate in dental assisting at Chemeketa Community College. There is a great demand for trained dental assistants in our area, and starting wages are very competitive. What are you waiting for? Visit go.chemeketa.edu dental and find your pathway at Chemeketa Community College. Welcome back to Chatting with Chemeketa. Les, I'm sure you've heard about sabbaticals over the years, and they absolutely do not involve sipping exotic drinks on a sunny beach somewhere. Well, not for some of people, but, you know, Maria, it might be different for you. It, you know, it might be, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, isn't a sabbatical kind of a vacation for faculty members? 
you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. It's a time when faculty members work on projects or engage in additional studies so that they can continually improve in their delivery of the educational experience for their students. And to share a little bit about a very special sabbatical project, we've invited Chemeketa faculty member Brett Malley to the program. Welcome, Brett. Thank you, Marie, and thank you, Les, for, for having me here. This is, this is wonderful, and I'm just very excited to, to talk about something I'm so passionate about. So thank you. So, Brett, uh, what do you generally teach at Schmeck? I teach in visual communications, and so that encompasses our two uh, majors. So we have uh, one in graphic design and one in multimedia arts. And the multimedia arts has been what I helped develop over the years. So it took like five years for us to, you know, finally push it forward, get all the improvement, you know, looking at what the job outcomes are and all of that. So finally, we have uh, our, our multimedia arts degree trekking along and we are full with our enrollment uh, and it's been incredible and finally after uh, a decade of, of teaching with visual communications I'm up uh, for a full year sabbatical and the the timing just worked out for something that was very near and dear to my heart and also overlapped wonderfully with what I teach in my day-to-day. -day. So um, from everything from video production, software, working with other professionals in the region to uh, doing animation and all, all, the, all the multimedia arts uh, components, um, I found a project that overlaps with uh, my personal experience, which is autism. And uh, about a year and a half ago, my son was diagnosed uh, as autistic, and that started this whole other journey. And it also started uh, this realization that with an upcoming potential sabbatical that I could apply for, it could only be on one thing. It was like, I, no, I have to do this. There's the air. I need to swim to that. There's, there's only one thing that it could be. So seeing how that could align with what I teach and what I can bring back from a sabbatical for, for my students' benefits, seeing how this could benefit our neurodivergent students, which we have a wonderful amount of neurodivergent students, uh, many of which are talking about their own autistic experiences. Uh, how can I bring all of this and overlay it with this very personal project um, and something that impacts so many whether they know it or not, uh, in the ways that um, it's just truly fantastical. So I'm making a feature-length film, a documentary, wow. called The Divergent Gift, Unboxing Autism. That is so cool. Tell us a little bit about this process, your pre-production, everything that goes into creating a documentary. That's a huge undertaking. Yeah, this is huge. Even for a full year uh, and having a, kind of a class release for a full year, that's, that's not enough time for a feature-length film and to really pursue this. So I actually started this before the sabbatical was approved because if it was going to be approved, I needed more time. So I reached out to a uh, B Corp, a B certified uh, corporation that's a production company up in uh, Portland called Funnelbox, and they work with uh, local community members and supporting really great mission-driven projects, and this really resonated with them as well. So I knew that I needed to bring in more partners if this is going to happen. I was going to have to start writing grants early, so I started this project kind of a, almost a full year ago when I started reaching out to potential subjects uh, and then I 
in the spring is when I started working with uh, more more partners and seeing what I can do and writing grants and all of that. But for this project, it's kind of the requirement where in order for someone to say, yes, we're going to, you know, give you here's you know grant funding or community members or investors, you have to have a product <laughs> to show. So it was this chicken and the egg at the same time oh, that was no. required. Yeah. Uh, so the focus became creating this pitch trailer. So what I had access to was my son and his experiences uh, and wanting to advocate for himself and what um, negative experiences he had at schools with teachers and how to bring people uh, up to speed with how he actually is and experiences and learns asynchronously and all these different things. And so uh, as part of me supporting his own advocacy, uh, we did his interview and just that little snippet made so many people realize that that oh i can relate to this or this this sounds like my cousin or oh my gosh that's me you know all these <laughs> all these things and yeah. so this also triggered a bit of my own journey in his process and um getting and pursuing my own diagnosis and so that's a little spoiler alert for the film there uh, yeah. but that's that's also been an incredible part of this journey is getting to interview these people all across the country and outside of the country and having my own personal TED Talks uh, while unpacking what what it is to be autistic. That's fabulous. How do you um, disseminate this trailer? How do you get people to know that it's there? Yeah, so basically. That's, <laughs> that's so they can see it. Tricky part. So outreach as someone new to this community, relatively new, uh, getting to make those contacts and getting people to see it has been an extreme challenge. So even when you have something and you know you have something good, getting it out there is is just tricky. So you know, for a month straight, uh, just reaching out to various organizations, support self-advocacy networks, uh, and everyone that might have a stake and an interest in this, and just seeing um, if other people would find this valuable. And many people would. We successfully did a, a fundraising uh, for... $16,000 for the next phase of production. And this is a, a crowdfunding through Seed and Spark. Uh, and that was a successful campaign. And that's just enough that it it was able to enable me to go to the UK and film there, uh, which I just got back from. So that was... That was quite the experience. What did you do in the UK? So, <laughs> great question. Uh, so there were two subjects in particular that would be really great. Part of this film is also showing the uh, true diversity of what it is to be on the autistic spectrum. Uh, and part of that is there's people that are just finding out their, uh, that they are autistic at the age of 60. Mm -hmm. uh, so Sue Nelson, who works for the BBC, uh, got her diagnosis at 60, and she wrote these wonderful uh, articles and just did a uh, audio documentary on this. And so she was one that I reached out to very early when I read her work, and that resonated with me personally. Uh, I'm like, oh, this. And so she was wonderful. She invited me to her home uh, to film that. And so uh, she was one subject. Another subject was Jason Arday, who uh, is the youngest uh, black professor for Cambridge, who was nonverbal until 12 and could not uh, read until 18. And um, just the wonderful human that was very excited about this project. 
side story uh he had to back out right when plans were happening so the day oh, before no. life happened this happens um and so i might fly back just to, to get to interview and and talk more with him uh so i had to pivot very mm-hmm. very quickly and so there was uh someone else that i follow over social media called joe james the autistic photographer who just wrote a book that's an anthology of very diverse uh, culturally social all these different experiences of autistic experience um and what that's like so he was available. Um, there was someone else I reached out to. They weren't, but Joe was, and that was very serendipitous. I basically found my British cousin. Uh, it was un- <laughs> uncanny. It was, uh, and an incredible opportunity because this is something that he too is so passionate about. So we did his interview. Uh, I had just enough time before the flight. It was three days of filming for three days of travel, uh, which is intense when you're talking about going overseas. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I had just enough time before my flight uh, went out to actually get him at golden hour doing his thing, doing his wow. photography. And so, you know, got the whole setup uh, and that that was wonderful and then you know i'm out there where charles darwin got inspired uh in that same beautiful area uh and that's one of joe's special interests and just enough time to get unlost go around about the roundabouts <laughs> and i was driving this little mini fiat that's a stick shift so it was an adventure through and through <laughs> and I wow. uh, made it to the airport just in time no scratches on the car and uh, no scratches on me and all the gear survived so Yay. it was a massive uh, success yeah I'm glad to be back home <laughs> were you there by yourself yeah so mm-hmm. that was that was just me mm-hmm. so uh, between what what that funding is and then the funding for the next trip next uh, month I'm gonna be going to DC to um, uh, film the uh, best-selling author Eric Garcia, who's wrote an amazing book, uh, "We're Not Broken: Changing the uh, Autism Conversation," and uh, that's going to be great. So, we raised enough money to shoot me out of a cannon, <laughs> um, and got the, so a lot of that fundraising was also allowed for. Um, uh, loan of gear, so then you put a value to it. So we raised just under ten thousand dollars in actual dollars. Um, so that's enough for for travel and sending me out. The next phase of fundraising uh, will be larger for doing a collaboration with neurodivergent and autistic artists and animators and illustrators, and to create more of a an, <laughs> an interaction, a dialogue uh, to bring to life these various autistic experiences, which should be really fun and as part of that we just picked up a our official non-profit fiscal sponsor uh the portland art museum has offered us and so that's going through the official signing process but that is very exciting to be able to have that that opportunity and um, connection since they're very mission aligned with a lot of what this film is about if our listeners were interested in taking a look at your trailer or helping out with the project in any way how can they find out more about this? Yeah, so early on, I made a website. So it's called thedivergentgift.com. Uh, if you can figure out, I'm dyslexic too. So <laughs> if you can figure out how to spell all of that, then you're good to go. But Google should be able to find it for you. Um, on there, we have uh, the trailer, more information about uh, the journey, how it started, some of the subjects. Uh, and it's and it's an evolving thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. We still have some more to to film and then artists to connect with, but that would be a great place to start. So the divergentgift.com 
or you could just do a YouTube search for the Divergent Gift, and you'll probably find it there as well. Awesome. And there's there's ways to get involved once they find those. Yes. So once you go to the website, there's an option to um, either express your interest as an artist or as a subject or as an advisor, right? We put together an advisory for the film, so there's lots of opportunities. Or if you just want to volunteer, if you find this to be really important and it resonates with you, uh, this film needs all the help it can get in order to be uh, <laughs> successful within uh, the year that I have. But really, the whole point is to make it as impactful as possible. And that's 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 the goal. So if that resonates with you, please check out the website and yeah, join us on this uh, incredible journey. Do you think you'll finish before your sabbatical ends? So I, I have this thing. When someone expresses doubt, I then have to do it. Uh, <laughs> So thank you for no Garen. Doubt. I have no doubt. <laughs> no, no, no. I just in general, like, it, it makes me go like, oh, oh, now that will be done. You know, it's <laughs> I have to. I'll show how this works. Um, yes, I, I know it will be completed. I um have brought in some wonderful partners, and I have an outpouring of artists that want to be involved in this. Um, so it's a matter of fundraising and making sure that things keep progressing and. It's again. It's it's a it's an exciting adventure, and it's it's ongoing. So stay tuned. But so far, everything has been on schedule and just so so impactful. You can look at some uh, scene selects on the website, and you'll see where this is going. Well, how how long is your documentary? How long do you plan on you know this being you know um, length? Yeah, that's that's a film great length. Question. What is it length of? Yeah, so there's there's some options. So the the first sort of outlet that we're going for is going to be the film festival circuit, most likely, um, but eventually, hopefully, broadcast. We have to see where this is going. You, you actually answered the question I didn't ask, but I had that yeah, question yeah. too. <laughs> but it, but it answered. So so <laughs> what what kind of venues do you want? Oh, you know, uh, what, where do you want to go and and uh, where do you want this to be released and how long of a movie would this be? Yeah, so for broadcast, it needs to be just under sort of the hour mark, if okay. especially for uh, Portland, you know, or local PBS. Uh, but for theatrical release, we can do a little bit longer and there's going to be much more material than even can fit in that 88 minutes that we're going for. So we'll put more online. So it's going to be a range. Yeah. Good Brett, question. this is such inspiring work and I'm so glad you were able to stop by the show and share a little bit about it. I can't wait to see the completed project. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you, Les. This is this is great to be here and to, to share this. Thank you. Great. And for our listeners, if you want to know more about what you've just heard, be sure to email us at chatter at chemeketa.edu. You can also send us comments about the show or suggestions for future topics. Again, that email address is chatter at chemeketa.edu. And with that, it's time to bid our listeners farewell, but we'll be back again soon with new topics and information so tune in next time same chat time same chat channel for chatting with Chemeketa I'm Les Wilkins and I'm Marie Hewitt bye, bye.